0: 20 in a row, Wax 104.5, 38 degrees right here in Eau Claire, 45 in Lacrosse. 28 in Black River Falls, Wausau at 34, Marshfield's at 40 this morning, and we'll get upper 60s today and Sunday and Saturday, low 70s with sunshine. It's 5 o'clock, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire, let's get some news this morning, shall we?
1: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is again blaming China for the spread of the coronavirus. At the White House, a president was asked if he's seen evidence that the respiratory illness originated in a lab in Wuhan. Yes, I
2: have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of
1: themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. Trump wouldn't go into details about what evidence he's seen. He went on to say that the scientific and intelligence communities are still looking into the origin of the virus, However, earlier, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said that it seemed the virus had occurred naturally. The new White House press secretary is expected to hold a press briefing for the first time today. It's going to be the first formal briefing by a White House press secretary in over a year. Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany began her job in early April. The previous press secretary, Stephanie Grisham, did not hold a press conference in the nine months that she held the position. An in Indiana-Tyson food plant is reporting almost 900 cases of coronavirus. Local outlets reported the Logansport facility had 890 of its 2,200 workers test positive. This comes after Tyson announced last week it would voluntarily close the plant temporarily. Amid the pandemic, President Trump signed an executive order earlier this week to order meat processing facilities to stay open. Statewide, Indiana has reported almost 18,000 cases of the virus. Rapper Eminem found himself face-to-face with an intruder at his Detroit home earlier this month. TMZ reports that the man slipped by the rapper's security team and snuck into the gated residence around 4 a.m. Eminem was woken up by an alarm to find him after he smashed the kitchen window. The rapper then screamed for security who grabbed the intruder. Authorities were called. The man was arrested and booked on home invasion charges. Nothing was stolen from the house, and the suspect is being held on $50,000 bond. And Hercules is coming back to the big screen. Disney's going to turn its 1997 animated hit into its latest live-action movie. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. I wonder if they're looking for
0: auditions for Hercules. Well, I was maybe maybe, maybe you could have a chance. <laughs> you could audition for that, huh? <laughs> Hercules, but, I, but I, they didn't say. I wonder who's going to play Hercules, or if they got anybody uh, picked out yet. I don't know. Maybe and whether he it's going to be—is it going to be uh, what's his name—the
3: Dwayne Johnson, that, you know, the the guy that was a wrestler, and that'd be a, a chance. Maybe they can. Bring back uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or something uh, like that. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm he not sure if his muscles are all in the same place they
0: were a few years <laughs> ago. But but Hercules, we'll have to look forward to Hercules and who the next Hercules will be. It won't be me and it won't be Scott. So that eliminates two. All right, we're almost four minutes after 5 o'clock and uh, we've got news to look at. Uh, weather forecast, markets,
3: uh, all kinds of things. It's a busy Friday here at Wax. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special one-owner high-producing dairy cattle auction Friday, May 8th at 10 a.m., 425 head coming from Bruinland Farms at Janesville. That herd includes the rolling herd average of 31,148 pounds, 335 milking cows, 50 springing heifers, and 40 head of dry cows. This herd has a 108-pound tank average on three-time-a-day milking, lots of cows milking 130 to 195 pounds, with top cows milking more than 200 pounds. Many cows have production records of 34,000 to 40,000 pounds. Besides its on-site sales, Premier Livestock is presenting its sales online at CattleUSA.com. For information about this sale and other sales, call 715-229-2500 or visit PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, let's take a look at our weather forecast. As we've been telling you so far this morning, not bad. Now, a slight chance of showers later on today, and that would be mainly north, like north of Rice Lake, and just scattered showers. Otherwise, partly cloudy day today. High's going to be in the upper 60s, down to about 50 with some clearing overnight, and that means sunny weekend. Saturday and Sunday in the low 70s, Monday sunny in 61. Tuesday, though, cool off. Chance of rain down into the 50s, so uh, enjoy the Enjoy the weekend. One thing about it, the weekend's been pretty nice the last uh, three, four weeks. Right now at Green Bay, it's 37. So is Milwaukee at 37. Madison Sun Prairie at 40. Rice Lake's also at 40. Wausau's 34. Marshfield's at 40. Black River Falls, a cool spot at 28 this morning. Marshfield's at 40. And here in the Eau Claire-Chippewa Falls area, we're at 38 degrees and we'll warm up about 30 today. And again, with a slight chance of some showers in the north country 6 minutes after 5 let's take a look at some numbers on a friday morning farm markets are brought to you
5: by rural mutual insurance, rural mutual
1: insurance.
4: Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And once again, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, we take a look at the Friday morning markets. And Scott, give us the cash livestock numbers here on a Friday morning.
3: Fed beef steers are at eighty-seven to a dollar, with mixed selling at seventy. Fed beef heifers, eighty-four to a dollar, mixed going for sixty to eighty-three. Fed Holstein steers are at sixty-five to seventy-two, with select forty-four to sixty-four. Cows are at thirty-five to fifty-six and a half. Bulls fifty-two to eighty. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at thirty, sows twenty to twenty-three, and boars eight and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at a dollar seventeen to one forty-four, and feeder lambs are at a dollar to two fifty-five.
0: At the Mercantile Exchange, prices were mixed at the close of trade yesterday. April live cattle. Closed out $90 even. That was up $4.40. The June cattle contract, $85.95, up $1.67. August at $92.10, that's up $1.32. And October live cattle, $96.32. That was up $0.70. Cents. Feeder cattle prices were lower yesterday. May feeders, $117.10, down $1.45. August feeders, $126.50, down 195 September at $128.15, off 152 October also off a dollar 52 at 12902 lean hog carcass contracts were higher yesterday May at 59.12 up 285 June at 58.95 up 342 July hogs at 6050 up 202 and August at 6280 up a dollar70. and taking a look at the board of trade the trade was higher yesterday but then it fell overnight because uh, July corn, is down three cents at three seventeen. That's from the day trade. The October or the uh, oat price for July down four at two seventy nine. July soybeans down six at eight forty eight. Meal down a dollar ten at two hundred ninety four dollars even. And the wheat down seven cents for the July contract at five seventeen. Cheese and butter were a little higher yesterday. Barrels up three cents a dollar nineteen. Blocks up a cent and three quarters at a dollar twenty and three quarters. Butter. Up a cent and three quarters at 119 and three quarters. But Class Three gave some things back yesterday. May 1137, down 27. June and July down 19. June at 1244. July at 1363. August at 1453. September down four at 1527. As we look at our markets this morning, courtesy of the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. Nine minutes after five. 38 degrees out there. We'll get about 68 today. People are doing good out there, like the $1 million Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership, distributing
6: milk to free and local food banks and pantries in Wisconsin. Learn more at hungertaskforce.org
4: slash dairy. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: It's time for another Pioneer Seeds Agronomy Update. This is Scott Schultz. This morning with Pioneer agronomist Ryan Bates, who covers Western Wisconsin, Ryan. The wheels are turning out there in the fields. They aren't fully at it yet, but they're getting going. Some seeds are going in the ground.
7: Yes, they are, Scott. Uh, guys, uh, this past weekend we're getting out, uh, getting things rolling. Make sure things bugs were out, and we had some nice temperatures and um, field conditions this weekend. Soil temperatures remain a little bit cool. We got. Some rain here early this week, but it looks like by the end of the week um, we'll be out rolling. I think the good thing is we got a lot of tillage done here before this rain. And i really like to see on this spring chisel and work ground an inch of rain on that spring till. I think that helped mellows out the soil and makes a better seed bed to plant into. So while it may have slowed up uh, some planting for guys that started to get rolling, I think it was actually a really good thing and, and um, leads to better planting conditions.
3: You mentioned the lowest, a little bit low soil temperatures. That doesn't hurt necessarily as much with beans as some of the crops, huh? Uh,
7: It's still important. Uh, We'd like to see it warmer. You know, we look at our our temperature right now. We're still, you know, in that early morning, probably uh, across the area in the 40s. Um, And it's really those nighttime lows. And looking at the forecast, we got some lows down in the mid-30s. you know that's keeping it down, but we do have some temperatures during the day bringing it up as well. Uh, soybeans um, still uh, need that 50 degree soil temperature and warming ideally uh, to get in around. Um, but depending on population, you know we can handle a little bit more um, stand loss, I guess, if you call that, um, and still lead to adequate stands. You know if we if we can plant 140 or 150 and end up with 100,000, that's really gold. End up with a 100,000 uh, across that field, fairly uniform. We still have the opportunity for top-end yield, and the advantage of early plant date with beans is being emphasized more and more across the industry. So I'm a big believer in getting that those beans planted right with the corn.
3: That's pioneer agronomist Ryan Bates with another pioneer update. I'm Scott
0: Schultz. Farmers, are you thinking about taking advantage of these low fuel prices? You can by buying a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550 gallon farm tanks are in stock at Usemco. Usemco fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting, followed by a urethane coating to prevent rusting. Full factory warranty, and they're easy to move to with a skid type design. Get the best quality fuel tank and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal at 608 372 5911. USEMCO, Highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toba.
4: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we're going to take a look at some news coming up. We're going to hear a conversation that, uh, that our Caitlin had a chance to do with some folks around the area about curds
3: for kids. So we'll get to that coming up. But in the meantime, Scott, what else is going on? Signing that executive order to get meat processing facilities to stay open or reopen was the easy part for President Trump. Now the plan has to be put in place, and that means a lot of hurdles to overcome, the biggest being plant safety for workers. As of Wednesday, 20 plants remain closed as plant officials scramble to reconfigure plants to better protect workers. So far, more than 5,000 meatpacking plant workers have tested positive for the COVID-19 virus, and at least 20 have died from it. And while those issues are being dealt with, the industry is getting backed up further. For the hog industry, daily slaughter is about 190,000 head below normal, and for beef, the daily slaughter is running about 50,000 head below expectations. Right now, there's a fear that more than a million hogs might have to be euthanized before the processing industry gets back to normal. Numbers that are hard to believe from the National Agricultural Statistics Service show the March all-milk price in Wisconsin was $18.19 a hundredweight, a dollar lower than February, but 80 cents higher than last March. Nationally, the all-milk price was $18, with all 24 of the top milk-producing states except Florida, where prices were unchanged, showing lower prices in March. And of those top 24, four states, New Mexico had the lowest milk price at $15.40, while Iowa had the highest price at $19. That monthly price report also showed corn prices across the state averaged $3.51 a bushel in March, down $0.15 from February, and $0.03 less than last March. Soybeans bought $8.30 a bushel, down $0.15 cents for February and $0.31 cents below the March price of last year. The March oat price was $3.26, 11 cents more than February and thirty-four cents more than a year ago. Alfalfa hay prices fell to one hundred eighty dollars a ton in March off four dollars from February and twenty-three dollars below the price of last March. All other hay averaged one hundred fifty-three dollars, up eight dollars from February and a dollar more than last March.
0: All right, some other figure. Lower oh, taking a look at this. So you saw the uh This came from Compeer Financial, and Compeer Financial is uh, one of our local farm credit uh, offices, and, of course, good supporters of our FFA chapters. And, and again, thanks to Scott and some diligent work, we are able to keep our... FFA
3: chapters on the air. Who have we got uh, this week? Who have you been working with? Gilman's mean? coming up with Mrs. Doberstein up there. So uh, we'll get Gilman that. Gilman FFA. Yep. We'll get
0: that on the air tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Brought to you by Compeer Financial.
3: Well, actually, this oh, is one is, is a country from credit country. So, yep So
0: we kind of cross lines here between yep. <laughs> uh, western and central Wisconsin. But Compeer Financial, and again, we talk about the, the county fairs are we going to have county fairs we're we going to have some we're we going to have uh I don't know we don't know yet but Compeer Financials fund for rural America that's their uh, grant program their giving program they've awarded 62 grants as part of their county fair facility upgrade program totaling $180,000 now this is in three states they're in Minnesota Iowa and in Illinois And taking a look at the county fairs in our area that are going to be getting some money from the folks at Compere. The Barron County Junior Livestock Project purchased a set of cattle panels for the beef barn. The Dunn County Fair to pour concrete floor in the sheep and llama barn and make upgrades to the milk house. The Eau Claire County Junior Fair and the County Friends of the Fair Organization to purchase two portable PA systems, Chromebooks, and portable scanners down at La Crosse, the La Crosse County Agricultural Society to upgrade electrical wiring in the sheep and goat barns, Pierce County Fair to build a lean-to shelter for the livestock scale, up in Polk County to make updates and improvements to the 4-H and open class exhibit building, at the Russ County Junior Fair to purchase new rabbit cages, and Trumpehlow County Agricultural Society at their fair to repair roof leaks in the Farm Progress Arena. You figure Farm Progress Days in Trumpolo County was back in 1977, so maybe that uh, that roof, if it was built then, uh, the roof uh, does need a little help. That's over 40 might, years yeah. ago. So again, a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening. At the, now, if you didn't hear your fair, maybe your fair got uh, got a grant last year because they don't give uh, grants to the same people every year. They they spread that around. So again, good things from yeah. uh, the folks at at Pier for. Uh, helping out the county fairs. And, again, we'll keep our ear to the ground as far as what's happening with the the fairs. But before that, we got to keep our ear to the ground as far as uh, the dairy breakfasts are concerned. City of Rice Lake opened up yesterday, and I asked uh, one of the guys mm. from here was going up there to call on some clients up in Rice Lake, and he was happy as a clam that he could do a face-to-face client yeah, call yeah. again. But uh, Bar- I said, well, it's all Barron County opened up, you know, just Rice Lake. Now I'm not okay. sure what that means yeah. for a Dairy Breakfast in Barron County. Hmm. Barron County Fair is in Rice Lake. So uh, if the yeah. city of Rice Lake has opened up already, does that mean yeah, we're good to go for the fair. So a lot of questions and again we're we're following these things and if you got uh, some information you'd like to share with us so we can let everybody know what's going on for all the Dairy breakfasts. Again, we know Pierce Jackson. I'm just doing it off the top of my head. Pierce Jackson um, Cl- uh, Pierce, Jackson, Dunn are all called off, we know. Um, some in the Granton breakfast, uh, Loyal has been postponed, maybe later on. Great. So, if we got any more updates, and I know the uh, Marathon County has been called off. So, again, we got the uh, Marathon County was supposed to be May 31st, one of the first ones. Don't know about the mayor's breakfast in Marshfield or breakfast in the valley in Eau Claire, but uh, as we find those things out, we'll let you know. You heard anything in the last day or two about anything going on or being stopped?
3: No, other than, well, actually, uh, Lee Doberstein, in talking with her, said that the uh, Taylor County Fair, as lo- as far as she knows at this point, is still on. The fair, so, but what about Taylor fair. County Dairy Breakfast? That's held at the yep. fairgrounds in yep. Medford. so yep. she doesn't know.
0: All right, so we'll try and get a hold of all that information. Curds for Kids, folks in our area doing some of that to help out uh the industry keep the kids involved here uh, caitlin riley a chance to talk with some folks around the area about that we'll hear all about curds for kids next on
8: wax gear up for summer with help from your neighbors at blaine's farm and fleet we've got the tools and supplies you need to get the job done along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips for whatever your project give yourself the lawn you deserve with trimec concentrate weed killer two and a half gallons fifty four ninety nine Cover large areas fast with a 12-volt, 40-gallon, 3-point sprayer from Fimco. On sale $329.99. Rewards members pay $289.99. Give your barn or fence a fresh look with Valspar Paint. Now 15% off studded white top T posts from chicago heights steel start at 329 and for fast easy attachment and release of three-point implements pick up a category one quick hitch it's 179.99 plus save on this great doorbuster deal save ten dollars on 50 pound bags of top choice contractors mixed grass seed that's genuine value from blaine's farm and fleet the original authentic still family owned since 1955
4: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's May Day. Bob
0: Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And uh, hopefully May brings us uh, more spring-like weather and better times ahead. But right now, it is a challenge in agriculture. And of course, we're not looking at an FFA convention in Wisconsin for the first time ever. At least not in June, maybe in August. But that doesn't mean that some of the uh, young people around our part of the country aren't getting together and doing some things, socially distancing, but doing some good things. And Caitlin, you found some kids that are doing some really nice things.
9: That's right, Bob. This is Caitlin Riley at the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. And Best Day and Jackie Goplin took an idea, and they actually turned it into action. They heard about farmers dumping milk and America's dairy land of all places. As educators, they knew that there are hungry students in their own districts, which is how Curds for Kids got started. So what they do is they take monetary donations, they buy cheese curds to add to these school nutrition programs. And that said it is incredible how quickly the community helped them move this effort forward. It
10: all started about on April 6th. We had been hearing about farmers dumping milk and both Jackie and I happen to work in education and live in our communities and know that we have hungry students in our communities and it just kind of clicked that this would not be anything that makes sense in our world today. So I actually reached out to the pastor at our church to say, is somebody doing something about this? And she kind of basically said, no, I think you should do something about this, and you're going to need a team. And your first team member is Jackie. So Jackie and I started talking then on that Monday. By Wednesday, we had a live website, thanks to a food bank that was willing to partner up with us. Feed My People out of Eau Claire, our church already had a relationship with them, and they very kindly built a live website. By that next day, we already had donations coming in, and we delivered curds to our first school, April 15th, from April 6th to April 15th, between an idea to actually delivering food to kids. And what's happening in a lot of our communities is Because of the schools being out and so many students dependent on the school for their nutrition, there was already this method that the schools were stepping up to the plate and providing meals to the kids. And then what we did was add on the cheese curds and the idea of help the farmers, help the families, and purchase something that uses the milk from the farmers and provide some nutrition for the kids.
9: And Jackie, on your end, not only are you an educator, but you're also a dairy farmer, so you have that background and you understand what's happening in the industry right now. And your son Brad was a lot of the inspiration behind this program.
11: He is 29. He is taking over the family farm. He's the sixth generation on our farm. It was settled, you know, here with the Homestead Act, and we have the papers signed by Rutherford B.As. So it's very emotional. You know, and he's he's a good farmer. It's just the price of milk has been so low for so long, and, and it was really supposed to be pretty good this year until now, COVID-19, and you ache watching your children struggle. He deserves better than that. So it was a no-brainer to try to connect these two issues because what better way to eat cheese and something new, nutritious than cheese curds? You know, you pop them in your mouth, and you're good to go just a few counties north of us, near New Richmond, Wisconsin. Rich Miller owns his own milk hauling company and has several trucks. And he saw the farmers actually dumping milk and just thought, this is ridiculous. So he got a few businessmen together and they started doing the same thing. So Brad showed me a Facebook post from this guy. And so I called him and I talked to him a little bit about what they're doing, how they're doing it. And I said, gosh, that's a great idea. Can I borrow that? And he's like, go for it. That's our quest,
9: too, is to get it going in as many counties as possible. How many schools are you guys working with to distribute these cheese curds to? And do you have any idea of how much product you're moving?
11: Well, our order last week was almost 1,000 pounds. And so this week, we're a little over that. We're going to do it weekly in our county. And we serve five schools right now, and we hope to add a couple more. And that will be all of the schools in Tremplow County.
9: Beth, what is your guys' thoughts for when schools, perhaps outside of the county, reach out to you? How are you guys looking to expand this program?
10: Well, I think our first answer to that would be within our county, we want to continue the program It does depend on what the schools decide to do in terms of providing summer nutrition to students, and it seems like different ones of our schools have different plans, and as I know you know, the world changes hourly, daily, and so it is difficult for schools to know what that is going to look like in terms of the whole summer part of the summer, but we will be supporting the schools as long as they are providing the nutrition programs But then the second part of that answer is outside of our county, we are 100% open to having other counties or individuals who want to work other counties to reach out to us. We'll share our ideas of steps you have to go through of communicate with the school, nutrition people, communicate with some type of uh, creamery or manufacturer of cheese curds, figure out a way to get money. Feed My People Food Bank, again, has pretty openly offered to help any county that they serve in, which is a lot of counties. If someone is outside that, they would just have to locate or identify another nonprofit to funnel the money through because that is a, a little difficult thing of people want to feel confident when they're making their donations that it's going to a place that they can trust.
9: What creameries are you working with, and what's that relationship like? Are you buying product for your donations? Are the creameries mostly donating their curds? How is all this working?
11: We are buying. I've been placing the order with Dairy, and that places the order for Ampi, A-M-P-I, and we make arrangements for the delivery, and then we send the bill up to Feed My People, and they pay it the financial aspect is really simple because it's all done through feed my people. We can see donations coming online. Some people mail. So we get a report once a week. It's very, very smooth. It was very easy. And we just got Clark County, right? Our neighbors to the East on board. And we literally gave them all of our documents and they are going with feed my people. And in fact, they're on our same webpage. It's now just a drop-down menu and you choose which county.
10: The creameries have agreed to participate at cost so they can keep their people working, they can keep purchasing from the local farmers. They're in a way hurting as much or to some extent as the farmers are, so we don't want them to donate, but we very much appreciate that they are able to participate by selling it at a significantly reduced cost
9: and Jackie as someone who is so closely connected to the dairy farm what do you think not only is this a way of moving product right now but you could also be creating those habits and young consumers and it could be part of their asking routine or maybe buying routine when they're the ones being sent to the grocery store in the future
11: exactly and that's Part of our hope as well is that it starts a good hunger for the you know the taste of cheese curds and good cheese because they might not have access to it otherwise. It's kind of a treat. We are definitely hoping that they will have an affinity for cheese curds later on in life and will continue
9: buying you guys need volunteers to help with any labor delivery do you guys need more donations where can people contact you or if someone hears this and says that's a great idea I want to start this in my county what can they do?
10: So I would say to start with the end of that we want to help them start it in their county and they could reach out to us through our Facebook page or they could reach out to us via our email which is curds4kids at gmail.com and we would definitely try to help them get set up in whatever way up as terms of the help that we need do you want to talk about that jackie
11: yes i've got the next two weeks set up for delivery and i've got people that are willing to help more I just don't have them all scheduled on meeting the milk truck and the refrigerated truck and then getting the cheese curds to one school and then they get transferred to the other schools and we've kind of got a system worked out but people are volunteering for that and but we can always use more and the money part that's what's going to keep us going so we figured if we start giving to all the schools in Trumpehlow County and to some food banks because I know they are getting a lot of requests now, too. We could move a lot of product. Up to 50,000 is what we're shooting for.
0: And again, Jackie and Beth down there in Trumpello County, good project. And, and again, you know, we always talk about dairy farmers, you're your own best advocate. And I think we're bringing a lot of advocates out now out of, well, out of necessity, really. That's right. And so they're starting to spread the word, spread the product, and... uh Consumers are are responding, I'd say.
3: That's right. And uh, Jackie, during that interview, they live right across the ridge from us on Hooskaloos Road down there. I'll give Hooskaloos some honorable mention. We usually
0: do that every morning, trying yeah. to give Hooskaloos a little, 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 little airtime air every morning. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but uh, Brad operating their farm there, their homestead farm. A young guy that's really sincere about making this all happen yet, and I'm happy his mom has jumped in with this, and Beth, of course, with both feet, and uh, this is a good project.
0: Yeah, it really is. So, again, uh, if you can help out down there, get involved, get a hold of you, either Jackie or Beth, and uh, you heard the the website there, and uh, let them know you are available to help. All right, we're going to get uh, Scott with some local news. We're also going to get our weather forecast, and, uh, and we'll get that first. But uh, one other quick story we've got in our farm news this morning. This Sunday, May 3rd, the House Agriculture Committee in Washington marked its 200th anniversary. The committee was the brainchild of a North Carolina congressman who proposed the idea on the House floor on April 29th of 1820. Within four days, the whole House approved the idea so the committee could start work. On May 3rd, 1820. Uh, That's the last time I think they ever got anything done that fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But again, that's 200 years. As of this Sunday, the House Agriculture Committee came into existence. All right, we're going to check our weather. We'll get a hold of uh, Mr. Slifka over there at Skywarn 13 right here on 20 in a row wax 104.5
8: gear up for summer with help from your neighbors at blaine's farm and fleet we've got the tools and supplies you need to get the job done along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips for whatever your project be prepared for quick fixes with the 115 volt hobart handler 140 mig welder it's four eighty seven ninety nine. pick up a professional torch kit now 20 percent off Get jobs done right with a milled or smooth-faced framing hammer from Milwaukee Tool. Your choice, $24.99. Make sure you have the right tool for the job with a 26-piece screwdriver set with case from Performance Tool. On sale, $16.99. Save 20% on Dasco pry bars, assorted pin punch sets, and cold chisel sets. And get a DeWalt 20-volt max lithium-ion compact brushless drill driver kit. On sale, $99.99. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Family owned since 1955. Feeding information to the folks who feed
4: you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 26 minutes before 6 o'clock and a Friday morning at Wax on this Day. Let's find out about our weather to start the month. Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13 and boy, it looks like a keeper of a weekend again, Kelly. He doesn't believe me that it's going to be a keeper of a weekend, I guess. But, uh, again, looking at our weather forecast, Mister, maybe he's putting air in his bike tires this morning because I'm sure he's getting prepared for a long bike ride oh. over the weekend. But... Uh, Uh, I'm not sure what he's doing. Oh, I'm here. Oh, there he is. All right. But, uh, again,
5: we said this looks like a keeper of a weekend, Kelly. Uh, You know, we've really been lucky now these weekends. Really been enjoying, other than Easter weekend, I keep uh, putting that one in there. But, otherwise, uh, this weekend looks real nice. Now, today we're looking at just a little bit more cloud cover. High pressure that's been in control of the weather keeping us uh, sunny yesterday. That's sliding on the east and allowing for the weak area of low pressure to move in. So some clouds will start to thicken up as we go through today. A couple of showers developing. A lot of this will probably stay just to the o- north of Eau Claire. At least the better chance of seeing some of these showers. Either way, with the southeast wind, it's still going to be fairly mild as we get up to 68. We'll see clouds early this evening, clearing late. It won't be as chilly as what we're seeing this morning. A low down of 50 tomorrow morning. Beautiful day tomorrow with mostly sunny skies, 72. Sunday looks nice as well with mostly sunny skies, 70. It does cool down. It looks like in the early next week. Right now with fair skies in Eau Claire, 38 degrees. I'm Sky Warren 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka.
0: But we just can't consistently stay warm, huh? Next week it's going to
5: cool off. Isn't this typical, though, of April and May? But we're not
0: April anymore.
5: That's true. Well, even (laughs) May, though, I mean, you know, it's like you kind of get in the 70s and you get stuck in some 50s. Geez,
0: well, I know it. I that's know what it. We're a gonna lot, deal with. lot of pretty stars out there this morning. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Have you, a good weekend. You too. Kelly Slift over there at Skywarn 13. Take a look at our weather. 24 minutes before six o'clock, here at Tewks as we look forward, as Kelly said, a beautiful weekend.
1: A construction project needs materials, and Olinix is the place to make that happen. They now offer blue granite. They provide varieties of ready mixed concrete, a complete range of aggregates from their pits delivered to your job site, as well as excavating services and trucking and pulp hauling equipment. They will help get your project done right. They're well-known throughout northwestern Wisconsin with locations in Stanley, Cornell, Ladysmith, Medford, and Jump River. Contact them at 715 668 85211. That's O L Y N I C K S dot com.
4: Keeping it at rural. Wax 104.5 and the
3: Midwest Farm Report. It's been a challenge the last few weeks because of the coronavirus pandemic. This is Scott Schultz. Today, visiting with Michelle from Turin Livestock over at Thorpe. Michelle, these are challenging times. What kind of things are you doing there to keep business rolling and to keep yourself safe and your customers safe?
12: Well, that's the question, Scott, because, you know, as you know and everybody else knows, farmers need to sell their livestock for a number of reasons, whether it be due to a limited feed supply or they need money in another area or they need to make room for animals that are more productive, marketing livestock can't be stopped. And especially in like our market, the Calcom market, if an animal needs to go to market, it needs to go to market. And because the process of producing food is a year-long job, we can't close our facility unless we have to. So it's hard. And the changes that we've taken is we ask our consigners to just drop off their livestock and leave it at our facility, not to come in and, have a little chat or grab a cup of coffee like we're used to, but to actually just leave the facility after they drop off the animal. A lot of confiners like to watch their animal self and that's been an adjustment as well. So we have to ask that everyone respects and follows the guidelines that we've been given. We also ask that we have no spectators, which is hard because kids like to come with their moms and dads to watch the animal sell, or at this time of the year, they like to come in and buy calves so that their kids have something to do during the summer. And so that's a little bit of an adjustment as well. During the sale, itself we often make announcements like after the calves are sold we ask that anybody that was there to just buy calves to leave the facility so we have the least amount of people in the arena at one time so during the different barriers of animals that are being sold those announcements are made we also keep in touch with our buyers and the slaughterhouses to make sure that we know who will be purchasing that day and who will not every day that changes and that affects the market in which of course affects the farmer So all in all, in the end, our goal is to make sure that consigners and the buyers and the employees feel that they're in a safe environment. And, you know, that includes spraying down the extra door handles, wiping off the counters where the buyers are checking out, and just all in all, again, respecting each other and following the guidelines
3: that are in place. Sounds like you're doing what you can, Michelle. Thanks for keeping things rolling. Thank you, Scott. That's Michelle over at 3 and Livestock at Thorpe.
0: And she had a choice of either doing that with me or doing that with you, and she chose you. Figures. I, I don't. I know it. I'm not <laughs> surprised. But <laughs> but again, uh, again, respect at yes. the sale barns. Don't uh, you know? Bring somebody in there that's going to lay on the bleachers and take a nap or do something like that, because uh, again, yep. sale barns have to be like everybody else, socially distancing is a big part of uh, what's going on right now. And also, as you're hearing from our all of our sale barn people, call ahead if you've got, uh, you know, fat cattle, finished cattle mm-hmm. to market because of uh, what's been going on with these facilities. All right, 20 minutes before 6 o'clock at Wax. 38 degrees, going about 68, partly cloudy today. Sunny over the weekend, low 70s. we got a lot still to do. Weather brought to you by Bex
4: Hybrids.
6: Are you looking for relevant agronomic information that you can implement on your farm to make you money? Hey, this is Ben Pistol, your BEX hybrids, a field agronomist in Wisconsin. At BEX, we don't just sell seed, we also provide our customers with valuable agronomic insight through our Practical Farm Research Program, or PFR. And this research program is conducted across 800 acres throughout the Midwest. In fact, The 2020 growing season will also mark the third year that we've been doing this research right here in Wisconsin. And every week from now through August, I'm going to be providing you guys with relevant agronomic information for that week based on what's happening in your fields. So continue to tune in for up-to-date information. And also, if you want more information besides that, check out our website at bexhybrids.com and click on the agronomy or PFR tabs
4: up at the top of the screen. Have a great week. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as we check
0: once again, that weather forecast brought to you by Bex Hybrid. Uh, Good weather to be getting out this weekend. Saw a lot of wheels turning uh, yesterday, especially after we got uh, some of that rain out of the way earlier in the week. And today it's going to be partly cloudy with a slight chance of showers. As Kelly told us, uh, that mainly to the north. And uh, around this area in south, just kind of partly cloudy skies. Upper 60s, I would imagine that means some folks down south of us will probably be around 70 today. But we'll be in the 70s tomorrow and Sunday with uh, sunny conditions. 61 on Monday. Cooling off, though, next week. Only around 50 with a chance of rain on Tuesday. uh, Oh, about 38 right now as we uh, continue to uh, track our weather forecast, but a lot better spring planting conditions this year than we had a year ago. All right, we're coming up on 17 minutes before six o'clock, Scott. We better get to some markets. Where are we going?
3: Let's go over to Mark Koger at Equity Altuna to hear the latest.
0: The Fed cattle
13: division, please call the market for prices. Slaughter cows, twenty percent of cows here on Thursday, selling some. From- 46 to 50, we topped at 50 and a half. 60% of cows selling from 36 to 46, with 20% of cows selling below 36. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 57 to 73. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls, all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves on Thursday weighing 95 pounds and up, selling from 40 to $110 per head. With the light and poor quality calves selling below your fancy beef calves, Selling from 50 to $150 per head. Quick reminder next special feeder sale here at the Altoona market will be Friday, May the 8th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715 835 3104. Now, this is Mark Colger from the Equity Altoona Option Market. Have a great day.
0: All right, Mark, you have a great day too over there at Altoona. Let's go over to the Equity Barn and Stride for Jerry Fitzgerald with us on a Friday morning. Well, it's a little cooler than we'd like this time of the day, but it's going to warm up today and over the weekend. You're going to like that, Jer. Yes, I am. i tell you,
2: May 1st, well, let's turn a new month here, and hopefully we can put April behind us as a bad memory. But, uh, yeah, it's hovering around 33, 34 this morning, so the, the daffodils are, are blooming out, so hopefully they don't freeze off, but they're pretty tough.
0: So. Oh, they'll just shiver a little bit this morning with that temperature. Hey, wrap up the week for us over there at Stratford.
2: All right, Bob, I'll do that. I thank you very much and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the market, cow auction, a, a mostly steady trend on these cows. Uh, Higher yielding cows on the close yesterday were selling from 47 to 55. We did top at the cow market at 57.5. Uh, majority of the cows, most of your cows, uh, your average cows continue to sell between 32 and 46. Thin cows, light like carcass cows, uh, those are $32 and below. Bull market also fairly steady, uh, uh, selling from 62 to 76 on your better quality bulls. Extreme top we did reach this week on the bulls at 82.5, lighter bulls 16 below. Fed cattle on a very limited test, of course, uh, uh, most of the uh, most of the uh, uh, suppliers and also uh, uh, packing plants that are killing fed cattle have really cut back on those. So very light test on the fed cattle, but the choice grading Holstein steers this week. Uh, we're selling mostly in the range uh, from 58 to 68, higher yielding uh, choice Holsteins from 69 to 72, select grading cattle under finished cattle 56 and below. Calf market also on a mostly steady trend. Uh, Good quality 85, 230 pound Holstein bull calves were selling yesterday from 40 to 105, and on Monday we did top to 125 on your fancier calves. Heifer calves a little better demand at the end of the week. Uh, most of the heifer calves this week were selling from 20 to 50. We did see some fancy heifer calves up to $1 on yesterday's auction. Uh, beef calves continue to be in good demand, and they are selling from 100 to 235. And uh, next week's schedule um, at Equity Stratford, of course, our next hay sale will be next Tuesday, as we do have a hay sale every Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And also, do want to mention to Bob, I'm sure you uh, a lot of this has been on the media uh, uh, with the cutback on the hogs. Uh, if you folks are looking for butcher hogs, we do uh, we have uh, access to getting butcher hogs. So if you folks are looking for butcher hogs. The price is certainly um, in your favor. Just give us a call, 715-687-4101, and uh, we'll take care of you there. So, everyone enjoy the weekend, and uh, sun's going to be out. Chance of rain this
0: afternoon later, huh? Well, that's mainly farther north. I'm not sure how much uh, across the central part of the state, but Bryce Lake points north. Places like that could see some showers, but a lot of sun over the weekend, so get the Harley out and enjoy it. Well, fishing season starts up Oh, still, that's, so right, you, uh, that's right, that's
2: right. You uh, you and Scott got all your fishing supplies ready and you know, all little. Uh, you got all
0: your tip ups ready to go.
2: <laughs> well, I I was thinking more like uh, some of you know you kind of old time guys you know I know they used to talk to fishwood and you got to get them going a little bit a little well we better not talk about that <laughs> but <laughs> all right
0: well you let us know next week how you do on the opener. We'll see you guys later. Have a nice weekend. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn.
8: Unlock the possibilities of your outdoor world with the most innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, and walk-behind mowers at your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer. Countryside Co-op. But don't just take it from us. Owners across the country have given the Enduro and Ultima Series mowers glowing reviews. So join this five-star experience supported by the genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians you'll only find at your local Cub Cadet dealer. Test drive of American-built strength today at Countryside Co-op, located at 514 East Main Street in Durand.
7: While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu.
4: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And taking a look at the uh, rest of our prices on the Board of Trade, prices did fall over a higher day of trading yesterday, but overnight they fell back a little bit. July corn this morning down 3 cents at 317. The oats down 4 at 279. July wheat down 7 at 517. And soybeans in the overnight trade for July. Down six cents at 848. Meal down a dollar ten at two hundred and ninety-four dollars. Taking a look at the country elevator prices, Doomers Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. The corn price today at those elevators $289. The soybeans at $835. On our DTN screen this morning at Golden Plump, the price for corn is $283. And at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 264, with the beans at 790, and the beans at Stevens Point are 763 today. At Elk Mound, corn is 266, the beans at 801, Sparta, 268 and 796, Ellsworth, 256 and 790, ethanol plants at Boyceville, 275 on the corn, Stanley, 269, and the New Richmond Grain Facility at 267. Barrel cheese up three, a nineteen. The blocks up a cent and three quarters at two at one twenty and three quarters. And butter up a cent and three quarters at one nineteen and three quarters. Class three prices were lower yesterday. May settle at eleven thirty seven. June at twelve forty four. July at thirteen sixty three. August at fourteen fifty three. September at fifteen twenty seven. And the prices uh, were mixed through the fall and spring. And uh, that's a look at the markets this morning here on Wax. Countryside Cooperative.
3: Creative solutions. Exceptional value. Countryside Cooperative agronomists remind us that margins are close this year, so having a good forage crop is most important. They're suggesting managing what must be produced for the highest yields with superior quality. Fungicides can help keep the lower leaves on the plants and increase the RFQ on the crop as one of those management ideas. Your countryside agronomist can talk to you about fungicide products that are best for your operation, some suggesting either Priaxor or Headline for optimal plant protection also the agronomists invite you to discover the rewards of harvextra alfalfa if you need to replace older alfalfa stands this year consider harvextra alfalfa with roundup ready technology call your countryside cooperative agronomist today at 800-236-7585 or see their website countrysidecoop.com
4: the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Once again this morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program, Brent Wink joins us. And uh, Brent, as we look ahead with everything that's going on, you know, all kinds of things have been canceled around the country. What is this doing for test plots? I'm sure you're going to have test plots, but uh, hopefully we can have days where you can show them off too, can't you?
13: Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of uncharted territory but we're trying to proceed with caution as well and you know last week we had a a really good run boy the weather was perfect we got a lot of tillage done across a lot of farms and a lot of planting started happening we're fortunate enough to get quite a few plots put in in some of my territory and kind of are doing our plots we're kind of trying to do our part of one guy on one end of the planter cleaning out and putting varieties in and another guy on the other end and doing our social distancing there, I guess, so uh, still getting that stuff in. Um, You know, obviously having the data at the end of the year is always still important, looking at the varieties uh, and and knowing what we've got. As far as field days this summer, we haven't decided yet. You know, We're going to kind of wait and see, but obviously anything in May and probably the first part of June uh, will be canceled or or we won't be having any of those, but we'll, we'll have to see what midsummer to late summer looks like and make some decisions at that point but it's been a a great start to the season obviously the beginning of this week we had a little bit of rain a lot of the area saw an inch of rain or a little better and that kind of is is uh was needed in some areas you know we were finding some pretty pretty dry conditions hopefully that kind of spaces itself out that we don't stack a bunch of these rains on top of each other but a little rainy, cool start to the beginning of the week, but now kind of some better weather coming here again, so hopefully we'll get another run at this.
0: Brent, as we go forward and we get into planting now, I hope farmer, because I look, you know, fertilizer prices are a little better than they have been. Fuel prices have been down, and I guess in these days of uh, where prices are, it's no time to cut back on some of your inputs,
4: is it?
13: Yeah, it's absolutely a great point, Bob you know, here we are, the corn planting season is upon us. And, you know, a lot of guys with liquid starter, they have to make the decisions of what kind of dry product they're going to broadcast ahead of planting. Obviously, we want to make sure we have enough phosphorus and enough potassium. And that's one thing I have heard and am seeing in a few spots is some people maybe cutting potassium some. And I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Potassium is is incredibly important for a corn plant. That's really the The main nutrient involved in photosynthesis and protein and starch formation in the grain is just a huge, important role for the flow of water, nutrients, carbohydrates. And it's also really a key for the plant strength and health of those stocks and integrity of those plants. And sometimes we'll see a greater response. If we have dry conditions or a lot of drier soils, our response for potassium will be a lot greater. And then just another kind of watch out with potassium uptake or potassium deficiencies. Anytime we're having uh, soil compaction or compromising the roots whatsoever with root pruning or any of those types of things, potassium uptake can kind of be limited as well. So we really, you know, and most of the growers are are, uh, good enough, been doing it enough years, they're not cutting back in in some of those most important areas, and uh, potassium or the potash, definitely be one of those areas that we've got to make sure that we are getting enough out there we still have to plan for high yields we have to shoot for that those incremental dollars that we spend uh, can have it can have good return you know the, the bulk of the expense to put a corn crop in is there uh, irregardless of yield so making sure that we put on those last few pieces to maximize yield becomes really really important And then, you know, we just hope that, you know, this market does turn around. Obviously, we've got some pretty ugly prices right now with commodities, but hopefully we see those markets turn around and we get a great opportunity to market that grain over the next uh, 12 to 18 months of what we're going to plant in the fields right now. So that'd be kind of my biggest uh, watch out or my biggest recommendation is just to make sure that we continue to feed the crop. The fertilizer prices are down a little from a year ago. Our fuel prices are down a little. So...
2: A few
13: uh, few bright stars out there, I guess, and
0: kind of some unusual times, Bob. Boy, it sure is, Brent. Thank you. Brent Wink, on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program, and do it safely. Again, a lot of wheels are going to turn this weekend, a lot of work getting done, but do it safely. Safety first. Take a few extra seconds and make sure. And if you're going to work on that machinery, turn it off. We've got 38 degrees, 68 the hot today, 72 tomorrow with sunshine.
6: People are doing good out there, like the one million dollar Wisconsin Dairy Recovery Partnership, distributing milk to free and local food banks and pantries in Wisconsin. Learn more at hungertaskforce.org slash dairy.